Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us for our Beef Brunch News Update for Tuesday, February 6th. I'm going to go ahead and send it over to Vince for our Central and South uh, updates. Thank you all for having me today. Um, It's bright sunshiny and north wind following a two-inch rain on Saturday as we visited before we started recording here. Uh, In the last two weeks, if we'd had half the amount of rain we've had in the last two weeks, uh, we'd have probably made pretty close to a full hay crop this year in 23. So um, it's it's been very graceful to have the rain we have. In fact, I was doing a presentation at Equine Farm Friday before last and it was showering and misting all day, and one of the local veterinarians was up there talking about animal uh, horse equine repro, and he said, this is a miserable day. I said, I, I stopped him while he was talking. I said, no, it's not. I said, it's a beautiful day. I said, if you're trying to make hay, I said, he said, I guess you have a point. So um, we, we've got, you know, a lot of cattle are grazing winter pastures right now. Uh, some are getting short. Uh, some producers have top dressed, and we're seeing some where that has occurred, we're seeing some accelerated growth and a lot of green up. Uh, we were, you know, been in and out of the 70s for the most part the last two weeks with this rainfall. Uh, tonight, I think we'll be down in the upper 30s tonight and tomorrow night, uh, but they're calling for, you know, near 70 degrees or just above, uh, you know, through the end of the week and then more rain on Saturday and Sunday as we approach, you know, for South Louisiana. Uh, Mardi Gras is a, is a huge deal here, so a lot of folks will be out and about, and they call them for a very pretty pretty weather on with lows in the 40s on Tuesday morning and mid 60s on and sunshine on Tuesday. So should be a nice event for people to get out and, and do their thing as far as the celebration is concerned. But um, you know, cattle prices. I'm sure Lee maybe will touch on this because Lee's more in tune to to the markets than I am, but. Locally, you know, just kind of reading some of the reports and talking to some of the producers, um, there's, you know, the number of cattle going to the barns are, are, have lightened up considerably, thank God, because we, we sent, sent a lot of cattle to the barns through the fall and the winter months, um, but prices are high. Uh, looking at the futures market earlier today, and we're seeing a, sl- a slight drop in futures, but uh, the local cash markets are pretty high as far as, you know, what cold cows need to get there and uh, bulls that that are being being killed, uh, the prices are still really high. So um, just sustaining, you know, bulls are going out right now. Uh, there's there's been some bull bull markets uh, sales here lately. The uh, state Angus sale took place in Mansura uh, last Saturday or a week ago Saturday, and uh, that market was pretty good. Uh, I don't know the exact average, but uh, the the high was well over ten thousand dollars for the high selling bull and. A lot of bulls sold in that five to six thousand dollar range. So um, good bulls are, are not going to be inexpensive, so to speak, uh, with the calf market the way it is. Um, so we talked about you know a couple of beef uh, beef news updates a while back about getting your, your your cabin boxes together. Most people talked to one local veterinarian today. Uh, most people that uh, have a December January calving uh, run are getting to the end, eighty to ninety percent calved at this point. Uh, but we'll be seeing some spring calves coming along here uh, as we get to the end of February, March, and April. So uh, keep those cabin boxes uh, filled with with OB gloves and lube and clean chains and the, the jack because uh, 
uh, when that local vet told me he see, he's seen some, for whatever reason, and he couldn't explain it to me, but he said, environmentally, it's got to be impacting the calving weights are slightly up uh, for whatever reason. Uh, from an, his own practical experience, he's got a calving ease bull that he uses on his own heifers. And he said he just calved out his fifth crop out of him. And those those calves out of those heifers were up five to 10 pounds. Um, uh, I had to pull a calf of my own this morning out of a heifer, out of a uh, a negative burnt weight bull that uh, the calf was, was not, you know, he didn't make it through the pulling process, but uh, was was big, you know. Uh, so uh, be cautious of that. Keep those heifers. If you're calving heifers uh, or cows that are going to have trouble, keep them close to the working pens uh, to eliminate yourself from trouble uh, trying to get those delivered. So uh, with that being said, it's, it's muddy out there now again. Um, so um, it's, it's going to be a, a miserable trip if you do have to get one in the pen and pull it. Uh, but, but keep them close by where you can manage things uh, moving forward. Keep some antibiotic on hand based on a, a vet client relationship that you probably have in place. Um, Cause you know, if we get a big swing in temperatures, we're, we're just in February. So um, we had some thunder roll through last night with a little storm. Y'all probably experienced that in North Louisiana. Uh, a lot of hail came down with this particular storm. And the old saying goes, you know, you, you have thunder in February means ice and snow in, in April. So uh, we're a long ways from finishing uh, our winter period. So, um, but weather's conducive for growing green grass and ryegrass stands are, are improving uh, with this, you know, season, you know, uh, I guess out of season weather, we've had 70 degree weather. So hopefully that continues because by golly, there's just a few bales of hay at everybody's turn row. There's just a few bales of hay left. Uh, hay is extremely short as we've talked about all along and we're at the end. Uh, so you may want to spend a, spend a little bit of save that money you have saved up on some nitrogen fertilizer, get that grass really greened up uh, before we move into the spring uh, run of calving and, and getting those cows uh, producing some milk. So um, it's about where we at. Well, we've had some some very much needed rains. Uh, we're starting to see some uh, you know stock or ponds here, and as it's stated in this part of the country, stock tanks up in north and into, you get into Texas. Uh, but our surface waters, our canals, and our drainage systems are starting to fill with water. Uh, so that's a, that's a good thing uh, as as we move into the spring months. Hopefully that continues to, to be the trend. Uh, and then we start with a, a good spring and have a, a good uh, run of our, our warm season grass to make, make ample hay supplies uh, for 24. So it's about where I'm at here in the central part of the state. And uh, we just came back from the Southwest District Livestock Show, got to visit with all our friends down there. And uh, they're, you know, they're blessed with with the rains because all that marshy area south of I-10, uh, that's big grazing areas for Calcasieu and Cameron and Vermillion parishes. Uh, they were they were bone dry up until here recently. So uh, that's a blessing for them because it they rely on a lot of surface water from there, fresh water for not only uh, the cattle and grazing cattle, but there's a lot of rice growing in that area. Uh, and there uh, was a lot of skepticism whether they built a planting of rice this year uh, because of saltwater intrusion. So uh, hopefully they continue to get the rains along the Gulf Coast to, to deplete some of those salt, salty issues. So it's about where we're at for the south and central part of the state. Thank you. You've got me intrigued because here I've been saying heat stress usually leads to smaller calves and it's not what y'all are seeing there. So um, my wheels are spinning now. I'm curious to try to think about why that might be. But um, well, well, some of, some of the conversation we had, you know, because of the 
the lack of rainfall, which our, our forages are normally so water-filled, uh, they may have extracted nutrients from the soils uh, that they don't ordinarily tap into uh, under under some drought stress. And uh, I think we, me and, and the vet that I spoke to both agreed that, you know, the cattle, you know, we were short on forage, but the cattle stayed in pretty good uh, body condition scores throughout the ordeal. So um, he said, it, you may have a point there that, you know, those, those, those forages tapped in some to some nutrients that they don't normally get into. So hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Um, and I should have mentioned too, before I sent it over to Vince, but um, obviously if you're watching this, Brittany's not with us today. She went and uh, was doing a livestock and forage forum um, over in the Point Capi Parish. So she was over there speaking at that today and wasn't able to jump on with us, but I appreciate her doing that because um, I wasn't able to make it down to that event. So she's helping out with that. Uh, I've got for her update was is the events that we've been talking about. And so I'll cover those um, here in a little bit. Um, I wanted to tie in before I turn it over to you, Trip. I want to touch on something that Vince mentioned. So talking about pulling calves um, and as we're getting into calving or finishing up calving means we're moving into thinking about breeding as well. Um, and so this morning at the Hill Farm, we were doing pelvic area measurements on heifers. I know that's a very underutilized um, management technique. It's very cheap and it's not not hard to learn how to do. It's something that growing up, we never did it. Um, but if you end up pulling enough calves on heifers, it's something you start thinking about implementing into your operation. So um, I know a lot of people did not keep many heifers um, this past year just due to lack of forages and, and that sort of thing. But if you are breeding heifers for the first time, you're thinking about that. I know you've all heard the horror stories of heifers calving too early uh, or having difficulty calving. It's not all on the bull. It's um, on how you develop those heifers and if they're the right size. So if you have any questions about that, um, need anybody to look at your heifers, anything um, in relation to that, please reach out to one of us and we'll be happy to help with that or reach out to whatever agent's closest to you. Um, but in in respect to that, start start thinking about breeding season as well uh, and getting ready for that to kick off here shortly. Um, I know we're ordering stuff for AI supplies and all of that good stuff, getting it planned out. So with that trip, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for our Northeast region. Hi, right, everybody. We actually have had a, a pretty happening couple weeks in the Northeast region. We just wrapped up our 84th annual Northeast District Livestock Show. And I'd like to take a moment to really tip my hat to the young producers that put a lot of hard work into getting these show projects ready and coming to town with them. And all the lessons that they've learned are the things that help make good producers. And after spending several days with them and getting to visit with a lot of them, you know, it's easy to be doom and gloom about the future of agriculture in Louisiana and in this country. But whenever you talk to some of these kids that, that really get it and understand what the job is and the challenges that they're up against and see the excitement that they have in facing these challenges, really helps you have a lot of faith for the future of agriculture in Louisiana. Also, I really enjoyed getting to visit with a lot of the, the producers that come and support this event. I want to say thank you to all the supporters of the event. But um really enjoy getting to spend some time with these guys and and hear what's going on on their operations and the things that they're concerned about and the, the struggles that they're facing. Uh, one thing I've noticed agriculturally speaking um, the last couple of weeks that we're 
now two weeks away from the major ice event that we've had. And I'm certain everybody's finally got the last of their water floats swapped out that they didn't even know were leaking, leaking that were on the back side of their place. But I've seen just a little bit of uh, damage as a result of the ice that was laying on our ryegrass. Some varieties handled it perfectly well. Uh, some varieties struggle with it. Gulf's one I've seen that has had a little bit of issues with it. Oftentimes, it's just taller plants that have some browning to them that can be grazed off. You got to get that growth off of it to let the light in, to allow the photosynthesis to take place, to let the grass bounce back. But some plants have been um, stunted. There's going to be a reduced growth from it on some of these uh, plants. If you were thinking about uh, making an application of fertilizer coming up as it warms up and as it dries up, make sure that you're investing your money putting fertilizer on a healthy stand of grass. You want to see you get the maximum amount you can back from the investment on the fertilizer. But that's something a lot of guys are going to have on their mind as it dries up. As Vince alluded to earlier, we've gotten quite a bit of rain recently. It's been been the land of extremes here in the last little while. We went from being dry as the Sahara to frozen over to now in my travels, the Beff River and Malafouche are out of their banks, which is something I hadn't seen in, in quite a while. So we've got a lot of water standing in low-lying areas, which has been, been great for us in a lot of ways. We've gotten a lot of recharge. Our subsoil moisture is catching up. Uh, there's more than adequate topsoil moisture but it's, it's pretty soggy around here. So there's a lot of places where field work is, is not able to take place yet because it needs to dry out just a little bit more. But on the, the cow side, we've got a lot of people uh, in the full swing of things with their calving. Um, as Vince stated, it's a good idea to have your contingency plans in place for if you have to pull a calf. And it's a, it's a great thing to have a relationship with a veterinarian that can, can help you when you run into issues. You want to have that relationship established before you need that relationship established. And Vince laid out some reasons why that's important. Uh, guys, that is pretty well all I have for our Northwest region update, or excuse me, our Northeast region update. Which means it's time for Lee to do the Northwest region update. You could have kept going, Trip. That's uh, probably a better update than I could have given. Uh, glad to be with you all here today. Um, kind of ditto on what both Vince and, and Trip have alluded to uh, as far as weather conditions, ample rainfall over uh, much of the area. I think everybody has gotten an abundant amount of uh, surface, um, uh, surface water as far as our topsoil moisture is, is on up there. Uh, we've finally been able to uh, build back some after this dry period that we had. Boy, it's, it's sure been a good thing. Um, glad to hear some positive words from Tripp. Uh, you know, Vince and I get accused of being a little too pessimistic on these reports a lot of times. And and uh, I can tell you all that I'm going to be pretty optimistic today, folks. I don't have anything bad I can think of to, to talk about other than the lack of hay supplies. I guess that is the fly in the ointment of, of my little uh, ramblings today. Uh, folks, hay is extremely, extremely short. I've had a couple of folks uh, call looking for some hay in the last week. Had one gentleman call with a little bit of excess uh, capacity. Going to repeat that call that I put out last time we recorded one of these news updates. Folks, if you've got some extra hay and you're looking to get rid of it, please get in touch with one of us and we'll be uh, more than happy to link you up with some people that really could could use it. Um, alternatively, if, you, if you're uh, in a bind on hay, 
hadn't been able to locate any get in touch with us something you never know when something's going to come come available um sometimes they're not big deals the last gentleman that i talked to had about 50 rolls that he thought he could fare well you know 50 rolls can make a a big difference to to some folks so anyway on the hay front just give uh, get in touch with us and everything uh wet is a word for sure and the, the temperatures have finally moderated just a bit in in, in a, my corner of the state um you know we've had a really cold winter i guess i don't know how it stacks up as far as the numbers but i can tell you that observationally it, it's been cold and um and everything the winter forages are starting to look good they're starting to come on and boy they can't they can't be so soon on that a lot of people are, are grazing pretty heavy right now a lot of people are over grazing some winter forages right now just because they don't have a choice and so uh both these guys have talked about giving tips on on uh on uh, nitrogen fertilization and and kind of tending to those winter forages and i don't need to uh, plow over ground sorry been turned so to speak the most optimism the most uh, uh, positive thing i can talk about today is the course this cattle market folks it is red hot it is on fire uh, we're approaching record levels on on uh, most all fronts, uh, but especially on this calf market, on all the way up to these feeder cattle market. Now, as Vince stated, the uh, the the futures markets is down just a little bit right now. Time of recording of this update, uh, our fat cattle market for February was trading somewhere around 179, and uh, feeder cattle, which is a March contract, that's spot month on that was at 242 there and abouts uh, down pretty hard feeder cattle were at the time of this recording but that doesn't matter because these these uh, futures markets folks have just been disconnected from the live uh, cattle uh, market from the cash cattle market so to speak and especially from these markets locally so with that being said I'll jump into our our market uh, update for this uh, for this period uh, remember that we're, we switched from instead of going uh, week to week on this to uh, every two weeks. So we mirror the our frequency as far as recording these news updates, which is every two weeks. So this is the market as it's as has been uh, experienced the last two weeks. On five to six weight steers, 500 600 pound steers, the averages were. Uh, two dollars and two cents all the way up to two dollars and 87 cents per pound five to six weight heifers a dollar 87 to two dollars and 54 cents coal cows 84 cents to a dollar 14 coal bulls a dollar four cents to a dollar 29 cents per pound average of the highs on your bread cows seventeen hundred and twenty dollars and 83 cents and average ranges on your pairs eleven hundred and six dollars all the way up to $2,054 per pair. So we've seen, we keep experiencing these steady climbs in these uh, replacement cattle prices. And it ebbs and flows some as, as you get in a good set. One market report will have some good cattle represented some weeks. It'll be more medium quality cattle. But by and large, we're seeing these prices creep up on the replacement cows. Uh, I really think that we're going to uh, see those prices continue to increase as we moved as we move forward in the spring, and as a lot of that volunteer winter forage or a lot of volunteer ryegrass and clover comes online, 
people start realizing they've got a little more gra excess grass than what they have. I mean, folks, I, it, it doesn't matter what corner of the state you're looking at. We shed a ton of cows this past summer through the drought. I mean, you could argue about the time period, whether it started uh, in the late spring of, of 23, but we know that uh, we, we, we sold off a tremendous amount of our breeding stock of, of cows out in the country. And a lot of those folks maybe won't be coming back. They won't be buying back in, but a lot will. Those cattle are going to have to come from somewhere, and that somewhere is more likely than not going to be those local sale barns, uh, maybe deals made out in the country, so on and so forth. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, as far as how this report stacked up compared to last time, on the five to six weight steers, the prices were 7.47% higher than the last report. Five to six weight heifers, 12.5% higher. Coal cows, 10.6% higher. And coal bulls, 9.9% higher. Um, I, I can't forecast what's going to happen in the future, folks. But I can tell you that, you know, the uh, barring some tragedy, the market's going to ebb and flow just a little bit as it naturally does. But um, there, there's a lot of market fundamentals at work due to the inventory. Uh, we, we had a, a, a fairly non-impactful USDA inventory report come out in January. It, it, it continued to show about a 2% decrease in, in all cattle and so on and so forth. It wasn't anything. It didn't rock the cattle market by any means. Everybody expected it. It was kind of uh, fell in line with what we uh, expect. So anyway, finally wrap up. I've got a couple couple more things and I'll wrap up. Um, Tripp mentioned the Northeast District Show. We had our Northwest District Livestock Show. Uh, we rolled out a new event this year, a pen of three commercial heifer show and sale. That's an unhaltered uh, pen of cattle show. And we sold the cattle the next day. It was held at Red River Livestock down at Armistead. Had a really good show and a, and a, and a surely a good sale on that. Um, uh, Miss Addison Sally from DeSoto Parish was the uh, was able to win the grand champion in the bread division, uh, and so we really we really had a good show on that. Had a lot of good exhibitors who who are also producers, and so we really uh, we really appreciate all of them. Uh, and Miss Taylor Register from DeSoto Parish won uh, the open division, was grand champion on open division. Um, look forward to having that next year, by the way. And I end up on the note that uh, we're, we're signing up for a master cattleman class. Currently, it's going to be in DeSoto Parish. We're going to start on February the 27th. Had a, a few people sign up, need some more folks out there. So if you're in DeSoto Parish and listen to this news update, if you're not asleep by this time of my report, then call and get signed up. Deadline to sign up is February the 23rd, folks. So you got a little time. But go on and give us a call and tell us you want to sign up. With that being said, I'll turn it back over to you, Ashley. Thank you. And that's the perfect segue for me. Um, so events coming forward. Um, Lee just Lee and Tripp have mentioned their master cattlemen. Uh, so we have four classes coming up this year for sure. Um, so the Northwest region in Grand Cane, the Northeast. Why is that? Uh, I was I'm sorry, I'm looking at the website in the Northeast. I need to fix that because it still says Lincoln Parish. The Northeast is not going to be in Lincoln Parish. It's going to be in West Carroll Parish. 
um, the flyer and everything is correct on there. So if you go to our website that I have linked, it's fixed and I'll get my table fixed. But Northeast region will be in West Carroll Parish. Sorry, uh, trip. Um, so that'll be in Oak Grove. The central region is going to be having one in Opelousas uh, starting in April. And then the southeast will be having one starting in August. Um, so I have that linked for y'all that you can go in and, and click on that. Um, I'll get the northeast one fixed. But again, that's going to be in Oak Grove. Um, so the flyers and the registration forms um, for all four of those classes are on there. Um, and then as well as their contact information for the agents that are hosting those. Moving on um, again to touch on some of the other events that we've mentioned before. Um, there's going to be a pesticide recertification in Lafouche Parish uh, in Raceland on January 24th. There's one at 1230 and one at six. Y'all, I know that there are pesticide recertifications going on throughout the state. I just don't have all of them with me. Um, Randy Lynn just asked me to go ahead and mention hers. We've been talking about the breeding soundness exam um, that's going to be coming up in Opelousas on February 22nd. Um, and I've got Lainey, Brittany, and Mr. Mike's contact information for that to sign up your bulls there. Um, again, we're getting ready to go into, into breeding season. Uh, to complement that, there's going to be one in Lake Charles on March 2nd. Um, and so Bradley and Jimmy's contact information is there for that. Again, the Acadiana Spring Field Day will be at the Iberia Research Station on Saturday, March 16th. Um, we have that flyer circulating. If you'd like a copy of the flyer, just reach out to me and I'll get that to you. There will be a BQA, Beef Quality Assurance Certification in Raceland, so Lafouche Parish, on April 10th. Uh, Randy Lynn's contact is listed here. I'm leaving our AI class listed for the Hill Farm, but we are slam-packed, double-booked. There's a lot. So, Realize that if you contact us about the AI class at the Hill Farm coming up in April, you probably won't get in this year, but um, let us know so we can keep you on that list as a just in case. Um, we'll have one in Alexandria in October, um, but we keep that wait list going and we contact those people each year. So um, go ahead and get on it and let us know if you're interested in that. And then the Northwest Beef and Forage Field Day will be Thursday, April 25th at the Red River Research Station in Bossier, and we'll get more information out on that soon. Um, so we've got a busy spring. Y'all, I'm excited about it. Um, the, as they've all said, the district shows have gone really well over the last two weeks. We are gearing up to see everybody in Gonzales. I know I'm packing up for my 10 days or whatever it is that I'm there um and getting ready so we will see everybody hopefully in gonzalez and wish good luck to all of those exhibitors and everyone else will be back with y'all in a couple weeks <laughs>